Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring. It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs, you got to shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together, and somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. Welcome to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast. This is for the wild woman ready to rise. The woman ready to up-level her game in soul-driven business and elevate to the next level of her being. This podcast is going to connect you with women who are out in the world having a massive impact. This podcast is going to call on your truth. This podcast is going to initiate massive breakthroughs in your life and business to bust through the limits that are keeping you stuck exactly where you are right now. We're going deeper than surface level. We're going to the depths of healing to trigger your revolution. We're tapping into the struggles of growing and operating six-figure businesses, being totally broke and then rising to riches. We're diving into the spiritual growth, getting clear on what you want, learning how to ask for it, owning your worth, gaining confidence, and becoming a total queen of pleasure to raise your vibe and magnetize your reality. We're teaching you how to get strategically aligned in your business and challenging you to strip your business of all the weighted shoulds. And then we're going to watch your bank account start growing with more ease than ever before. So welcome to this space, a space for you to finally understand and celebrate that where you are right now is the perfect place to rise. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes, fill your cup with coffee or wine, and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Hello, wild ladies. Welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast for the wild woman ready to rise. Today, you guys, we're taking you on a journey back into human design, one of our favorite things to jam out on. And we're talking all about the queen sacral, the sacral energy, the magic for manifesting generators and generators, all about your sacral energy you guys and as Rob and I have grown on our journey of human design as we have brought human design into our life into our business the sacral energy has played a big part so much so that we call her a queen we call her a queen <laughs> oh my gosh guess yeah. which one of us has the sacral energy here guys guess which one it's me Oh man, queen sacral. Honestly, I feel like anyone who finds out that they have a sacral authority, I don't know. My first response was like, yeah, duh, obviously. And then like, oh, I've been doing it all wrong. You know, like it was almost this like, yeah, of course I do. And then like, oh, oh my gosh. Like how long have I spent ignoring my sacral authority? You know, that's what I was going to say. It was, of course I do. Wait a second. Do I listen to her or do I hear her and then make, you know, the logical decision? Do I hear her and then just keep moving along? Just like keep quiet in her. Shh, you quiet down over there. Yeah. And so even when you say that, oh man, I just go back to this time of like, it feels sad, you mm -hmm. know, that I'm like, ugh. I feel so sad for Queen Sacral that used to be shunned and quieted and ignored and shut out. And I think, you know, what that energy feels like, and 
just to like be clear on what I mean when I'm like, oh, of course I have sacral authority is like this knowing that you've been ignoring something within you for a long time. Uh, it's almost this affirmation of like, oh yeah, right. That voice, however quiet, however loud, however subtle, that is important. Like that is the thing that I was supposed to be listening to, right? And it's kind of interesting because I've never thought about this before, but as we're having this conversation, I'm like, I feel like there's almost this grieving or mourning period that goes on when you realize that you've been ignoring yourself for so long mm -hmm. when you've been ignoring your intuition right yeah this is like where the betrayal of self right this is a lot of the work that we did in the pre-work for femme forward this is where i lead a lot of clients in like soul coaching especially when we're talking around forgiveness or when they're wanting to tap into their intuition it's first like healing the pieces where you feel like you betrayed yourself and often that betrayal that feeling of betrayal comes in because you're like oh, I had this feeling, but I didn't follow through, or I knew it, but I didn't listen. So then there's, there's this piece that comes up. And like you said, it's this grieving, it's this forgiveness, it's this healing process of being like, mm, you've been there all along. You've been there all along trying to guide me, trying to show me the way. But I was just too, you know, busy pushing forward. I was too, I mean, I was taught not to listen really. And this is like sacral energy is, and, and Rob, you said sacral authority there. I just want to make it like super clear for our people that are listening to like sacral authority. What's like, do I have sacral energy? If you're a Manny Gen or a generator, even if your authority isn't, a, if you don't have sacral authority, you still have a defined sacral. So everything that we're talking about today, like applies for you, applies for your clients. If you have clients who are Manny Gens and generators, and this is sacral energy of defined sacral is really that gut instinct, that gut intuition. When people say, you know, listen to your gut, this is what we're talking about with sacral energy. Then manifestors and projectors like me, we don't have a defined, we don't have a defined sacral. So when people say to me, listen to your gut, I'm like, oh, that, that has never resonated for me because I don't feel that. But I know, Rob, you feel it so strongly. So strongly, but like, you know, as we've been talking about, I think we are taught uh, you know, as children, we begin to be taught that that's not the thing that we're supposed to be listening to, right? Like, you know, your gut instinct is not the safe instinct. It's not the logical instinct. It's not the successful instinct, right? So, well, yes, I mean, it's so strong and so powerful for me now because I've retrained myself to listen and really given myself permission to get back to that place. Right. But for so long, it was this energy that was so shut down, like so, so, so shut down in my marriage, in my work, in my in mothering. We are literally taught not to trust ourselves. And honestly, I'm so sorry, but like, can we just acknowledge how sad that is? So sad. I, I, I say all of the time, like, this is why it's so important to me to be raising my kids in alignment with their human design, to be in touch with their defined sacrals. They're both generators. I'm like, maybe they won't have to do so much work. They won't have to like go through so many layers of deconditioning if they're like, you know, living in alignment, understanding that they have the power within right from the beginning. But this is hard. This is hard as a parent. This is hard as a mother and you know when you're talking about being sad like obviously recognizing that our parents didn't have these tools they didn't know about sacral authority so they thought you know teaching us to follow you know to make logical decisions to make the smart choice to weigh the pros and cons like that seemed like the right thing, thing to, to do, do you know? yeah of course even coming back to that conversation I mean the number one thing that I realized there was like, maybe in some people that would trigger anger, you know, like anger towards their parents or the people who their guardians, like whoever raised them to be like, why would you make me, you know, like, why would you talk me out of trusting myself? And this conversation is not about that, right? It's not about triggering anger. It's not about regretting the way that you've been raised or wishing it was different. You know, it's more so this realization that it gets to be that way now. Right. And like the relearning of, oh yeah, no, right. 
it is within me, right? It, it is here. The guidance it, that I'm seeking from someone else is actually right here. Like I already have the answer. Well, and the thing with following your sacral, the thing with like queen sacral energy and making your decisions based off your sacral is that it's spontaneous. It can feel sporadic. Like you're not here following this straight and narrow path going from A to Z. Like there's a path and you are jumping all over it. You're ping-ponging. You're going side to side. One minute's a yes. One minute's a no. You're changing your mind. You're starting things and not finishing things. You're just, if you're truly allowing your sacral to lead. Two things are going through my mind. I'm like, oh my God, that sounds like a disaster. And also like, I feel bad for you. You know, as my business partner, I'm like, how do you keep up with Queen Sacral? Like that feels, and it's so true, right? But when we actually when we honor Queen Sacral fully, it's like, there. it's not even, um, you guys should hear our conversations. It's not even like, hey, Robin, what do you think? It's like, what does Queen Sacral say, right? And I honestly, I feel like that saves our relationship a little bit because it's like the pressure doesn't feel like it's on me. It's like this energy. It's like this really strong <laughs> energetic force. And it's like, I don't have any control over it. Right. And so I was just, as you were speaking, I was like, man, sporadic, spontaneous, doesn't make any sense. Could change in a moment's notice. Like who's taught to make decisions that way? Like, honestly, when you even describe it, it sounds like a goddamn nightmare. Well, and that's the thing when you say like a disaster, I, I literally like feel like I see like the swirling, I see the creativity, the like art that feels like it's a disaster, but it's like this beautiful it's this beautiful disaster. It's me knowing this is part of your creation process. So this is, again, the gift for us is that I no longer come to you now that we know that Queen Sacral, now that we fully trust in Queen Sacral, I no longer am just like, but last week you said this, but yesterday you said this, but five minutes ago you said this, which... You know me and my defined Ashna and projector styles, I would be like, before we really understood your, your sacral energy, queen sacral, it was always like, well, no, things can't just but Wait a minute. Yeah, totally. But wait a minute. That's not how it's supposed to go. No, but wait a minute. This was the strategy. So here's the interesting thing that I will say about this is that the reason that we've like really learned to trust queen sacral is because everything she says always works out. Right. And there are still times and there are still moments that we push. I would say it's pretty rare now. Like maybe there's one or I mean, we make how many decisions do we make together a day? So many. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> yeah. Like hundreds of decisions a day that are cross-referenced between your energy and my energy. And I would say there's probably like two times a month right now that we either forget or overlook or just plow through because one of us is on the go and we always, always are circled back to that thing, no matter how big or small it was. And we're always like, oh yeah, no. Like when, when, when I go back to that moment, I can even remember the vibe in my body. I can remember the feeling making that decision, knowing that it wasn't in trust, knowing that it wasn't surrendered, knowing that it was in my mind rather than being in my sacral. And I'm like, oh yeah, didn't listen. So of course it worked out that way, you know? Yeah. And this is also interesting because I feel like people ask this all the time. Like, how do you guys make decisions together? How do you both follow your own authority? Because I'm an emotional authority. Robin's a sacral. And I find oftentimes when you and I get to these places where we don't fully like tune into your sacral, it also usually is something that will stem from me that I don't ride through my emotional wave onto. So now I'm like, if I ride my emotional wave on something that I'm thinking, and then I bring it to Queen Sacral, it's very much like, okay, yeah, I've been able to go through my process. And then Queen Sacral gets to like, take a hit at it. And we're like, okay, golden. But it's that when we're on the fly, and I don't take time to process through my emotional wave and my authority, then our, that's where our energy gets like, wah, wah. And let's talk about what that looks like, because this is like the perfect example of misalignment. And I feel like there's so many conversations about alignment, 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 but there's this perfect picture in my mind of when you and I especially are out of alignment, because when you come to me in that state without riding your emotional wave and I have an answer, there's like this blank look on your face that's kind of like, uh, and I'm like, what? Like, what are you... Like, what are you thinking? Like, what's, you know, and you're like, uh, no, no, it's fine. And I'm like, are you frustrated? Are you annoyed? And you're like, no, I just like, uh, I don't, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And like pass, 
and I get frustrated, right? Because I'm like, I made the decision and you're obviously, it's not cool with you. So like, what, what's going on, you know? But then I think it's not until that full emotional wave is written out that then you'll revisit it. Like you'll always come back because duh, that's not how decisions make beautiful things and manifest into beautiful abundant realities when the answer is like, uh, 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 I don't know. I don't, you know, so you always circle back and then we can come up with a, like, maybe it's the same answer, or maybe you just need to hear it in a different way, or maybe we just need to like reconfirm. But I would say that we bring the emotional authority and the sacral together to actually like yeah, have that answer that actually feels confirmed in both of our energies. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting over here with like the biggest smile on my face laughing because like literally you guys two days ago, I was up on vacation in Whistler and Robin sent me this message and she's like, Hey, do you want to like dive into this course together? Like, it'll be really fun. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I was like in the middle of other things and I just like kind of read it quickly and the decision had to be made that night. And I was like, yeah, sure. And Robin's like, well, that doesn't feel good. And I'm like, well, I haven't had the time to decide like to really understand how I feel about it either. Like I hadn't been able to go through the emotional high or the low. So sure to me felt good. Whereas sure to Robin was like not a sacral hit for her. I slept on it. When I woke up the next day, I was like, ooh, I'm excited. Let's do this. Like let's sit together and go through these courses and like blah, blah, blah. Like so all of this, but knowing that I was like, oh yeah. It's because I was trying to make a decision in an instant in the moment, but I didn't have time to actually tap into like, the thing about that is that like Queen Sacral had already made the decision. Like she was already like, yes. So I was like, well, I'm doing this with or without you, but like, sure does not feel good for me. So I'll just, you know what I mean? And can we just speak about this word? Sure. For a minute, like how many of you listening right now are like can just agree with me that the word sure should actually not even be in the english language like say yes or say no like i fucking hate the word sure is it good or is it bad is it yes or is it no is it i hate it is it north or is it south like it's not fucking sure it's one or the other and like that energy for me is just like like but this is your sacral energy talking. Your sacral energy in the moment feels yes or no, feels good or bad, feels uh-huh, uh-uh, whereas I don't have that. Like, what does sure feel like for you? Sure for me feels like a mediocre, like, I'll just settle. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. I'll just settle for that. No, sure for me feels like great idea. Sure. Let's do it. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> There are people in my life who use the word sure and it literally, like, you know, the dogs, the type of dogs that have hair go up on their back. <laughs> yeah, it literally just like, oh God, makes me shudder. And and this is actually super interesting because now that you say it, so like when Dunk and I can't make a decision, he'll always be like, oh, let's just flip a coin. I'm like, ugh, like, I don't want to flip a coin. We can make a decision. We're human beings with energy and like minds. Like, you know, you have a gut feeling. I have a gut feeling. We're just being lazy. Like make a fucking decision, you know? And so he always laughs at me because I'm like, we are not flipping a coin. Let's just like feel into it because it flipping a coin to me feels like, I mean, you guys know how spontaneous I am and how much I love adventure. So you would think that flipping a coin feels like, ooh, let's let God decide. Let's let the universe guide us. But to me, I'm like, no, because A, the moment you flip that coin, I'm going to get a feeling. And the sacral gets hit the moment you flip that coin. Your sacral, like when the tails come up, you're like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. But for me, I, I mean, I love the practice of getting in tune with myself, of getting in touch with myself. So I want to be able to feel the emphasis of my energy without having to rely on a coin to tell me, mm. you know, does that make sense? That makes so much sense. I'm over here thinking that when people tell me, you know, when we're diving into their human design and alignment with the sacral energy and they're like, how do I get in touch if I feel like I haven't heard it? And usually I'm like, get somebody to ask you like a hundred questions, a hundred yes or no questions. would be awesome. I was just, yeah. Originally I'm like, yeah, ask a hundred yes or no questions. Start to feel what this, like this sacral energy, you guys, this yes, this no, this uh-huh, uh-uh. It's literally this animalistic like feeling that takes over your body. Like you feel it. And I was like, yeah, what if you just flipped a coin to start figuring out, is this a yes or is this a no for me? 
not flipping the coin to be like, oh, if it's tails, I'm definitely going to do that thing. But, oh, this is going to teach me if that tails popping up feels like a, uh-huh, a rising of energy or an uh-uh, like, nope, don't want that. I got stuck on the animal instinct. You guys, I have a really intimate, funny story to tell you because here's the thing. Remind me to tell you, if I forget about this story after I say this point, then remind me to tell you the story about this morning before Dunk went to work, okay? Here's the thing. It's one thing to know your sacral authority and to hear it, and it's a whole other story to begin to act in alignment with it. Like, it's one thing to listen and to be like, yep, I hear you, I get that, but then to act in alignment with that animalistic instinct, which acting in alignment means you, you listen to your intuition and you, you take the action that is aligned with it. Right. And so this is where a lot of us are like, don't screw that. I'm not doing that. Like you're crazy. Right. Because our minds are so conditioned to grip, to like cling to the steering. They're like, no, 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 we're going this way. No, 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 no. This is how we do it. No, no, no. Like you, you weren't taught that that's not going to work. That's not what success looks like. That's not going to make him happy. That's not going to make your kids smart. Like you're gripping so much to what you know. And if your sacral energy is trying to pull you in a different direction, then it's really, really, really intense to learn how to surrender to that and to follow that animalistic instinct. Because sometimes it does feel so out of alignment with what you've been taught that it really does feel almost animal, right? Like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And all of a sudden, you're the one that's going against the grain. You're the one that's leading the pack. And so it's really, really this like interesting transition to go through to be like, okay, number one, I find out I have a sacral authority. Okay, boom, powerful. Number two, I'm going to strengthen the muscle to really learn how to listen to it and cultivate that intuitive guidance. Like, how can I listen to it? What can I, can I find stillness? first, right? Like finding stillness to, to really begin to listen to it, to be able to hear her and then strengthening that so that I can hear her throughout the day. As I move through work decision after work decision, mom decision, relationships, errands, like, you know, do I want this? Do I want that? So really beginning to learn how to listen to it and then acting in alignment. It's like this entire process. It's an entire process. It means making uncomfortable choices, you know, it's like, it's really learning a whole new way of operating. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was my truth, right? That was especially my truth in business. Like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 that's not, that's not how this goes. Right. And it's almost, I mean, for me, it really triggered like deep, deep, deep healing of the wounded masculine, because that's how my sacral had been conditioned. That's how my mind had been conditioned right? To, yeah, follow the practical, logical, strategic steps. And my sacral is not, that's not where she guides me, right? She, my sacral is super feminine, super flowy, creative, spur of the moment, feeling based. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so easy to lose touch. Like when we talk about sacral energy being this like animalistic instinct, I've talked about this a lot in other human design trainings I've led, but even for kids, this is like such a hard one. And mamas who are listening right now are going to be like, oh gosh, because like how could that like actually work with your kids? But you know, kids who have sacral energy and get taught from a young age and get told over and over again, use your words, use your words, use your words. It's actually teaching them to shut down their, the sacral sound that they feel in their body. They're actually designed to communicate with sounds, not words, with the grunts, the groans, the ah, uh, the eh, the e, ah, ooh, which as a parent, you're like, oh my God, no. Yeah. So I, I think, I don't know if this is going to be a conflicting view between us, or maybe you'll like, I don't know what conversation this will bring, but so Wave has a sacral authority or defined sacral. I'm, no, I think maybe. Define sacral. Define sacral. authority, define sacral. Yeah. And, Same with uh, all my, all my kiddos. We're, yeah. Emotional authorities define sacrals in the house. In the house. Is Winnie the same? No, we don't know. She's wins. Well, we know. I think she's sacral sacral. I think she's like sacral authority. Okay. So with Wave, I will let her make all of the sounds she wants. And like, I will let her 
you know, respond with, uh-huh, grunts. Like she moans her emotions a lot. And I'm like, and then I will ask her like, oh, what does that sound mean? Does that sound mean yes? Does that sound mean you're tired? Does that sound mean no? Does that sound... So while I'll allow her to express herself through sounds, I mean, I also want her to be able to express herself clearly to other people when they're asking questions, you know? And for me, I'm like, yeah, it's one thing to walk through life being like, uh-huh, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. But if I'm going to clearly communicate to you what that means, if I'm going to clearly communicate to Dunk what my desires are, like if I'm going to use that processed sacral energy, then I actually need to learn how to express it in human communication. So for me, the big thing is that it doesn't get shut down in you. So what I see a lot, what I've heard a lot is that those noises, those sounds are made to be wrong, that kids are punished for making those sounds, that kids are not listened to when making those sounds. So that's a big difference than what you're describing. Right. Yeah. Because for me, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's use those sounds and turn it into something like not productive, but like, yeah, kind of productive, you know, like, Ooh, good sound. Okay. Like, what does that mean? You know, like, let's figure out what the emotion is. Let's figure out what the answer is. And I think waves four, you know, she's getting to the age where she's expressing herself more with words naturally. It's more that shutdown of like when the words aren't even like available that available, you know? Oh, like Todd, like babies, toddlers. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm talking like in young kids and then even I'm in came six and he still like, yeah, is allowed to express himself with, with the sounds. Yeah. Side note for you, when is emotional authority with a oh, sacred she is emotional authority. Oh, yeah. they both are. They both are. Yeah. Wow. All our kiddos, all our kiddos, all our the kiddos. same, same emotional. What the emotions? Oh my gosh, gonna be roller coaster family trips. Yeah, try being in my house. Four emotional authorities. Is Dunk also? Yeah, he would be an emotional authority because he's a projector too, right? No, I guess uh, it's not always it's not always, right? Yeah, I'm like he he is, but not because he's a projector. He is because he is, but yeah, projectors have like projectors have all the different authorities. Projectors have emotional authority, splenic authority, self-projected ego. There's a lot of different authorities that projectors have, but sacral is not one of them. Okay. So that's what I was gonna say. Projectors cannot be sacral authority though. No, because all projectors and all manifestors have an undefined sacral. Okay. The sacral energy is this like life force energy. Right. Right. It's the life force. It's this vital energy. It's that generator energy. It's that moves the energy throughout your entire Mm -hmm. energy system. So that's the, that's the like a a pretty key identifying, identifying factor of projectors and manifestors and reflectors. Yeah. So cool. Okay. So let me tell you my story about this morning because it was like the perfect example of a really... (gasps) What? Yes, tell the story too with the word maybe. Remember, I was like maybe oh, carried a maybe. different energy for people. I think we did a whole podcast episode on this actually, the energy of maybe. And for you, maybe feels like a yes because as a child, like you know, that maybe often turns into a yes for me. Maybe for me was like a definite no. So like, yeah, it's just cool the like energy of words. Oh, totally. And that was a side. That's a side. That is a total aside. Rob, you can dive into your Did mind. I say that maybe means yes? Yeah, you said when you use the word maybe, like to your girls, it often very much means... It really means maybe. Yeah. Yeah, when I use it with my girls, it means maybe. Yeah. When, and because, like, I don't know, when you, if you ask me in that moment, I'm, I'm saying maybe it's a no in that moment, but it might be a yes in five minutes from now, you know? And this is so funny, too, because when I talk to Wave and I'm like, Wavey, what, is, what does maybe mean? And she's like, maybe, baby. Like, to her, the word maybe literally means, I don't, surprise me later, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know, but all I know is not to ask. <laughs> all I know is not to ask again right now, you know? <laughs> You think our kids hang out much? That's Sloan's word too. Maybe, baby. Maybe, baby. baby. Yeah. But this is you in alignment with your queen sacral, right? Maybe for you really is like, it might be maybe now. It might be yes in five minutes. It might be no five minutes later. So like when you get a yes from queen sacral, baby, you act on that. Yeah. And I, I think the thing too is that maybe for me might also mean like, I just don't know yet. Yeah. 
you know, like I just haven't gotten my sacral response yet. So I actually just like, I need a minute or I need an hour to actually to be able to like tap in or to like get the response, you know? Yeah. Okay. So this morning story, you know, we've already touched on this, but sometimes the sacral energy is really inconvenient, right? Sometimes the thing that it wants or says yes to is super inconvenient, right? And like that, ugh, like this is not, this is not the practical thing to be doing right now. So anyways, we got a flat tire on our car last night. So this morning, Dunk was up super early before work to try and fix it. He ended up taking it to a shop because we don't have a spare tire, blah, blah, blah. Like one of those, you know, like, oh, let me just figure this out at six in the morning. And so he didn't start work until a little bit later. Our nanny started at 10 and he had to leave by 1030. And my queen sacral was like, I was kind of like, how do I want to start the day? Do I want to start with um, writing? No. Do I want to start with a workout? No. Do I want to start with pleasure? Yes. Okay. Well, I want to start with pleasure. Yes. I'm like, God, how is this going to work? Because I'm like, we've got the mechanics. We've got, like Doug needs to go to work. We've got the nanny. Both kids are home. And she's just like, pleasure, 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 pleasure. I'm like, oh man, okay. So to Dunk, I'm like, I, can we just have like 10 minutes, you know? And he's like, well, no, not really. I'm like, no, but yes, we need 10 minutes. And he was like, okay, we'll just take 10 minutes. Like, so we took 10 minutes, but it was like, how are we going to make this work? How is this? How are we going to fit pleasure into the morning? This is super inconvenient. It doesn't fit into the schedule. It's totally impractical. It doesn't make any logical sense. But like every time I tuned back into my energy, it was like a yes. Uh-huh. 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 So we had these like 10 cuddly minutes and I was like so satisfied after. And I was so proud of myself for listening. And I was so satisfied. And so just like, this is exactly what I needed. Like I needed just 10 minutes. It didn't need to be, you know, this big production. It didn't need to be perfect. It didn't need to be attached to all of these other things. It just needed to be honored, right? It just needed to be listened to. Oh my gosh, this, I'm like, you couldn't have like scripted this any better, Robin, because you said twice there, you're like, it just needed to be listened to. It just needed to be honored. And twice you said, and I just felt this satisfaction. So you guys, if you are like in tune with your human design, you know, as a Manny Jen, as a generator, your signature, which means like you're living in total alignment, you're tuning in is this feeling of satisfaction. And it's this feeling of this wild 1000% satisfaction. Is that like the actual word in the human design textbook, satisfaction? Satisfaction. Oh my God. I'm giving myself a gold star today then because number one, satisfaction is not in my everyday vocab. I've never heard you use the word before. I was like, did she just say that twice? Because I literally like dunk, kissed me goodbye, left me in bed. And I was just like, I am so satisfied in this moment. It's 1030 in the morning on a Wednesday. And I've like never been so satisfied in my entire life. Well, and it's so funny because of how else this conversation went around the power of words and language, because the word satisfaction for me feels lackluster. It feels kind of like, oh, like satisfaction feels like just enough, feels content, feels, it lays pretty flat for me. It's not my signature. And whenever I've said this to like Manny Jens and generators, they're like, no, satisfaction is this like overall feeling of being like, yes. Like just being like so fulfilled, so satisfied. And whenever a Manny Jen or Jen says satisfaction to me, I'm like, oh, it carries a different energy than what I think of satisfaction as. Oh my gosh. Okay. So as you're saying, <laughs> the word, like I would, I would initially say the same thing. Like, I don't think that I would look at a list of words and be like, ooh, satisfaction. But I had this other experience this morning where my mother-in-law came and like, God bless her soul, came from the bakery with fresh croissants for the family. And like, we just got back from a week of camping and I was like, I'm going to eat super clean this week. Cause all I ate was veggie dogs and chips for a million years. And, you know, and she brought us croissants and I was like, my initial reaction was like, Oh, Oh God. Like, you know, and then I asked myself, like asked Queen Saker, like, do you want a croissant? She was like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Obviously who says no to a fresh croissant. So I was like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I sat down 
with like either of my girls on both sides of me, I sliced fresh avocado and a boiled egg, like put it on the croissant. I had my like beautiful blush silk robe on. I had a fresh coffee. There was music playing and every single bite. What Like I literally closed my eyes and was just like, oh my gosh. Like what I felt like I was so deep in satisfaction and like in every single bite I was in like some European town with like like I could feel it you know and now I'm honestly having this like I feel like I'm having the this wild breakthrough right now where I'm like all I crave is that feeling of like intense satisfaction it's not like oh I'm satisfied that's okay I'm like I feel it in all parts of my body. Like, oh, satisfaction is so, oh. Yeah, I'm literally over here. If anyone needs to really know what we're talking about with the energy of satisfaction, like watch Rob eat because <laughs> each, bite, <laughs> each bite she gets this look on her face and you're like, where, where Very are you right now? That is so funny. I never knew that you noticed that. Oh, yeah. As you make, as you put the food together, as it goes in your mouth, a thousand percent, a thousand percent, I do. Oh my God, that is um, but this is why this is, this really tunes back into sacral energy. This queen sacral is queens do not like to be restricted. Queen sacral restrictions are a massive uh-uh for her. So whether that's a restriction in what you're allowed to do, what you give yourself permission to do, what um, you eat. So restricting yourself, you know, on a diet, a workout plan, restricting yourself with, I mean, even like budgeting, like restriction, it does not feel good for Queen Sacral. Yeah. And I think this is such a cool topic too, because I mean, restriction to the wounded masculine feels powerful. The wounded masculine is like, the more you can control yourself, the more you can control other people, the more you restrict yourself, the more willpower you have, the stronger you are, the more successful you are, the more powerful you are, right? So I feel like to a lot of people, the belief around restriction is power, strength, mm. right? And so this was a huge deconditioning for me as well, because like so many of us, I mean, our relationship with food, alcohol, coffee, it all, it's, you know, such a story for so many of us who have, you know, struggled with eating disorders or verged on eating disorder, like disordered eating, you know, where you're like counting every calorie and swearing off carbs and like, oh my gosh, you know, like who hasn't been there in one sense or another. And I don't actually think you've ever been there, but <laughs> yeah, I was going to be like other woman listening. <laughs> I mean, that feels like a whole different conversation, but sometimes I think it's really weird that I'm like, yeah, no, I would not raise my hand for that one. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, to some, I'm sure it doesn't apply to a lot of other women out there, but I know that it certainly does apply to a lot of other people, right? Thousand percent. This is one area where we do, and alcohol comes up for you. Like, do I, you know, but anyways, it's not about that. This like idea of like restricting ourselves. Well, if I'm not restricting myself, then how do I maintain a boundary? If I'm not restricting myself, then what do my boundaries look like? How do I stick to a diet, to a schedule, to a routine, to morning rituals if I'm not restricting myself around sleep, food, booze, partying, staying up late? And so for me, this is like an entire conversation around what does self-care look like versus what does restricted energy look like, right? Like how can I care for myself and also release the grip of restriction and dieting and punishing and judging and criticizing? You know what I mean? Like this conversation mm -hmm. is so deeply connected to how we value ourselves, right? So learning how to tap into my energy to make the decisions of like when I say yes and when I say no has really honestly led to such a beautiful balance I have found. Like I know, and you know, like I, I'm so deeply connected to my sacral energy now that like, you know, if we have a girl's night planned and we're going to drink a bottle of wine and go out for dinner, but all I really want is rest and a tea, then I know to honor that. 
right? And you ask, like, are you still up for this? What does Queen Sacral say? And like, it's not my ideal that answers. It's not the party me. It's not the health nut me. It is literally Queen Sacral. That's like, uh-uh, you know, like you don't want a bottle of wine right now. Or like, uh-uh, you don't want to stay up past nine. Well, and it's interesting because I've learned to really ask, to tap in. I've learned to ask with like the yes, no question. Like, does this feel good? Does this feel good? But I've also learned sometimes to not ask. Like to not ask, to not yeah. give your sacral that chance to response, to not give your sacral that that out, right? Because sometimes like, you know, let's say recording this podcast, we're like, okay, it's Wednesdays. Our podcast gets released on Thursday. If I'm like, hey, Rob, do you want to record a podcast today? And Queen Sacral says no. And I'm like, well, that doesn't feel good because then there's no podcast to be released, <laughs> you know? So I just don't give you, I'm not like, hey, does it feel good to record a podcast? I'm just like, okay, what time are we recording that? Yeah. And this was a huge thing that we discovered too. Right. And especially as best friends and business partners, because Jack's over here just wanting to keep me happy and feeling in my joy as a best friend. And then as a business partner, like we got to get shit done. Right. So she would always be like, Oh, is the live still feeling good today at one o'clock? And it's like 1215. So the live is supposed to be in 45 minutes. And all of a sudden we're giving my sacral the opportunity to say no right? But this, this live has been planned for a week. And then we're, we're 45 minutes before the live. And I have another opportunity to tap into my energy. And 50% of the time, it's more than 50% of the time, it's a no, right? Like, oh, uh-uh, actually, I don't want to. But what happens when we don't give our sacral ener- energy the chance to respond is that we just go with it, right? For me, this is where vision comes in so heavily as well, right? Like my vision is the million dollar vision is to have an impact to serve the wild woman ready to rise. And when I stay connected to that vision, then fuck yeah, I want to go live at one o'clock. Like that's so important, right? But if I don't want to have to push through or convince my sacral energy, then I just do not give her the chance to respond in those moments, right? So now Jack just doesn't even ask me anymore. We just go with the plan. If we planned it, then it's you know, my word is law. Our business is important to me. Our vision and mission is important to me. And that vision gets me through. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And it's just a whole thing to really learn to navigate. I mean, I think this conversation is so cool because you can share your experience of having sacral energy. And then what does it feel like? This is the power for me of, you know, really wanting to teach other women about human design, wanting to teach women how to embody their own human design, but also to bring in awareness of the other designs, the other types, the other energy centers, because when we can allow the people in our world, when we can allow our partners, our best friends, our children, our business partners to be who they're designed to be, Mm, everything just starts to work in harmony. You know, that's where we get to live in alignment with those signatures. So like for the manifestors, where they find peace, where the many gens and gens feel the satisfaction, where projectors find success where reflectors are in this state of like constant surprise like we we lean towards those feel good guideposts of our human design when we allow the people in our world to be who they are when we allow them to live in alignment with their human design yeah and as you're talking like literally all of our clients are just like rolodexing through my brain like like all the ways that we've allowed our clients to find success through alignment with their human design. And like in June, we had so many massive client wins and they just, the results are just so like rolling in day by day by day. And I'm like, yeah, the most common thing that all these women are doing together is like really learning how to live in alignment with their human design in their lives, but also in their business and to trust Right. Like we have so many women who are doing the deep work right now. And it's just like seeing the results come as the result of the work that they're doing without force, with pleasure forward in full alignment. Just like, oh my God. Like it makes me so giddy, you know? Just like, oh, oh my gosh. So mm. amazing. Well, and this is why I think like the more conversations we have, the more places to like dive into human design. Like last week on our embodied call, which is our weekly so we have weekly human designs it's our monthly subscription for human design last week on our first call it was really cool because i was like 
oh, there's all the different energies. So we have projectors in that group. We have Mannies, Manny Gens, um, generators. Like we have all the different energies represented in there. So people are really learning from other people asking questions in there, you know, really learning from other people's experiences. So then all of a sudden, you know, somebody who's like, well, I don't really understand what it's like to be a projector. My partner's a projector. And then they're hearing me talk about being a projector or Mel talking about being a projector. It's like, oh, it just like lands in a whole new way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have found that, you know, like I've learned so much about, you know, my husband's a projector and I've learned so much about what he needs through you, right? Through our clients, through just recognizing the different traits and like seeing how different people respond to the integration of their projector vibes, right? So, yeah. Yeah, because I think it's, yeah, it's one thing knowing your own human design, but one, another thing and another like whole next level vibe to really understand the design of the people around you. Yeah. Well, thanks for bringing Queen Sacral onto the uh, Spiritual Smackdown podcast today. What a joy. I mean, I just love having her around. I love having her to tap into. And I think that that is so cool to know now because, I mean, she guides us to such incredible places, right? Like the thing is in the beginning, your sacral energy can be so hard to trust because I mean, it, it, so many questions come with it and it, you know, like we were saying earlier, it just doesn't feel like the answer that you were expecting or maybe not even the answer that you want. And then when you begin to follow your queen sacral, when you begin to really trust it and tap into it and to just surrender to it, like the places that your queen sacral will take you are far beyond your imagination. And the life that you get to live as the result and the way that you get to feel is just so yourself. Like I'm the word satisfaction is literally going to be tattooed on my forehead by the end of the day. Like I cannot believe that I didn't even know that. And like, yeah, it is literally living a life of satisfaction. Mm. And what on earth could be better than that is all I have to say. Oh, and the power of your words right there, like where will your queen sacral take you? Where does your queen sacral get to guide you, lead you? That's what she's here for. She's here to guide. She's here to lead. She's here to support you, to give you that guidance to tap into. This is your intuitive power. This is like your gift. Use her. Yeah. And I think the thing to remember is the queen sacral is literally the queen of your kingdom. Your mind is a peasant in comparison to your queen sacral. She has the answers. She has the roadmap. Your mind wants to take control. Your ego wants to be right. But the queen knows your way. Trust her, right? Put the map down. Put your mind to rest and truly learn how to trust and to hold hands and to walk with the queen. The queen, all she wants for her kingdom is abundance Uh, resources beyond resources, love, friendship, connection, deep-rooted love, right? If you think of the way a queen leads her kingdom, that is what your sacral is here for. That's who she is for you. And the longer you continue to deny her, the longer your kingdom stays in some state of turmoil, some state of lack, some state of fear, Right. So I'm so excited. Isn't there like 67% of the population has a sacral authority? Yeah. Has a defined sacral. Has a defined, oh, defined sacral. Is a Manny Jenner generator. I was just thinking as you were describing that, as you were describing being the queen of your kingdom, I'm like, there is a whole lot of sacral energy out there. I'm sure listening right now, that's fired up. That's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. More please Rob. Yes. Give this all to me, you guys. If you want more human design conversation, if you're wanting to dive deeper into your own human design, into embodiment, like full embodiment, starting to understand other people's human design embodied is such a beautiful offering we have. It's weekly live Q&A style calls with me, mastermind style calls where you get to ask questions, where you get to do the deeper embodiment work where you get to move through the deconditioning process. Mm -hmm. It's a monthly subscription. You can drop in for one month, three months, 12 months, and it's only $111 a month. So come into that space. If you want a deeper dive into human design, the community is beautiful. The women in there are beautiful and we would love to have you. 
Love you guys so much. Thank you for joining us again here at the Spiritual Smackdown podcast. If this episode deeply resonated with you and triggered something within you that you feel excited to share about, please share it with your communities. Let's get the queen sacral energy out there in the world and just awaken her because the more queens there are, the better off we all are. We love you so much and we'll see you again next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise. Love you, ladies. If you resonated with the messages in this podcast, we would love if you left us a review on iTunes or if you shared this with your community, you can tag the Fem Podcast on Instagram. If you're wanting to take this work just a little bit deeper, hop inside the weekly. Every week we meet, we've got guest coaches covering a wide array of topics on personal growth, development, to really help you sink into living your best life, to curating the lifestyle that really sets your soul on fire and choose what you pay. So you can pay whatever you like, $11.33 or $77 for the entire month. You also get access to all of the recordings. Go take advantage every single month. We also donate part of the proceeds to a change-making organization. So while you are giving back to yourself and really connecting yourself with an incredible community, you're also giving back to the world. So we love you so much. We can't wait to see you inside that community to make change, to spark Uh, more collective love together. And as always, we're so appreciative for you and we love you so much. So thanks for listening and we'll see you right back in this same place next week.